Hi, you're listening to Phil DeBella, and this is Flashcast by PDB. And today we have a special guest with us. So uh, I've been rolling out interviews with people, and it's been uh, the feedback's been great, and they particularly love when we're getting the um, youth of today, but the future of tomorrow on the show. And as you can see by some of the the segments we've shared, there's some amazing wisdom and talented questions and answers that come from these young generation. And uh, I want to explore that further because I do believe that you know that youth of today is the future of tomorrow, and uh, they need to have their voice. They need it to be heard, but it, there's also some great wisdom for us to uh, to learn from, especially someone like me who's a father of a 11 and 13 year old. Um, some great wisdom and, and nuggets I get to take out from these young gentlemen. So today I have Nick with me. Nick is a commerce student at UQ, kicking some great goals. About to go into second year, or will be in second year now. And um, in, I wanted to get him on the show and ask him my five questions. Nick, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Phil. Um, it's great to see you again. Thank you. And you don't mind me calling you Nick? First oh, no, I don't first. mind. Is that okay? No, cool. I just no, want to check. No. We don't want to offend anyone before we start. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, number one, what is your favorite mantra, words, quotes, or saying, and how does it inspire you? I think probably one that really resonated with me was, the best way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing, by Walt Disney, like the guy who made um, Mickey Mouse. So that really resonated with me because um, a lot of people, including myself, I, I would have a like a really ambitious vision and I would think about it for days and weeks, but I'd never actually end up pursuing it, I guess. But um, And that applies to everything. It doesn't just apply to maybe an entrepreneurial pursuit. It also applies to my study. Um, I might just ponder like how I'd go about something or I'm going to do this, but then not actually take action and do it. But what I found, especially in this year and having to Self-manage? Self-manage, yeah, through, through coronavirus where you've obviously got the freedom to do whatever you want, whereas in high school it's quite like structured and you, you, have, you have to take action, was in the first few months of coronavirus I was pretty willy-nilly, like I didn't do much study and I wasn't very organized, but I obviously reflected and learned that that's not the way to go. And so that quote by Walt Disney sort of inspired me, I guess, too. Yeah, well said. Um, well yeah. said. And as I say, you've got to get in the river. You've got to do the work. You can have all the vision in the world. You can have all the ideas and dreams. But unless, one, you've got a plan, and two, you do the work, it's not going to happen. So uh, well said. And and thank you for your honesty there too. Thank you. Um, and opening up. And some great lessons there for people that are listening. So we all falter, but it's all how we pick ourselves up and get on with the show. Nick, question two. If you could solve one problem in the world, what would it be and how would you go about it? I think the scariest problem in the world right now is social media as a whole actually but not the well to me not the fact that it can degrade um you mentally which it definitely can but just the spread of information and how powerful it is it is that is that a tool is as a tool to i guess portray information that may be wrong or not right um so i think there's when there's altering perspectives it's pretty much whoever has the most amount of money on Facebook whose perspective is deemed right because you can just bomb um, your demographics with thousands of ads. And so you can pretty much use social media as a tool to alter people's worldview. And I find that's quite terrifying. And there's, it's something that I've thought about a lot because it's, it's very hard to solve. Like, do you let the private sector solve the flow of like um, control the flow of information or do you leave it to the government which is even more I guess um, 
Yeah, good question. Yeah. So you've got the China model where the government controls everything yeah. and then the rest of the world where it's left yeah. to the individual. So, yeah, it's um, a really good point you raised there and yeah. um, especially that last point, do you leave it to the government or do you leave it to the individual? And um, yeah. But you, you're dead right um, and it's something that keeps coming up with the demographic of your age that have actually stopped and looked that there is a problem with social media and the speed of information is frightening how quickly something can just go crazy. And we've seen it even with shares where they try to take on the big corporates and yeah. demigrate, you know, and wipe billions of dollars off share markets and all the rest of it just by, you know, the power of voice. And I suppose it's not going anywhere. we just got to learn. And so in summary to that, I talk about social media is like a scalpel. A surgeon will use a scalpel for good to save people's lives, but someone with the wrong intentions can use a scalpel to create harm. Uh, so, you know, it's a very, very good um, issue that you raise there, Nick. Question three, what is your biggest fear and how do you deal with it? My biggest fear personally would um, not be achieving the goals that I've set for myself because I feel like if I don't do that, um, my self-worth sort of deteriorates in a way. So how I get um, around that, I guess, is I guess I like to get into that river, which you like to say a lot. Um, and getting into the river means that even though I might not achieve my goals, I'll still have the satisfaction in knowing that I actually tried to do that. Yeah, and that's important, right? The goal, setting the goal is one thing and then but actually jumping in and doing the work. But then analysing. There's been many goals that I'm okay to change, you know. Um, one of late is that I set a goal that I wanted to uh, learn guitar with my daughter. And um, I was gung-ho about it and I took my daughter to go buy her electric guitar. And what I found is she actually prefers, and she hasn't said this, I can just tell, that she prefers actually learning on her own. So I've changed that goal because the, the act of doing that is not about me. It was about supporting my daughter. But my daughter actually seems to use it as a, you know, a meditative state for her to, you know, embark on learning guitar. So I'm not going to interrupt that. So it's a goal that's changed for a valid reason. So the, the story there, you know, and I thank you for sharing, Nick, is that it's okay to change your goals if you've set that goal, jumped in the river, and then you have to redefine it or you have to alter it. It's okay to miss it or it's okay to change it. You know, changing goals is not an issue. Trying not to achieve the goal is where the problem comes. Nick, what lesson, experience or moment in life has changed the way you think? Okay, I think maybe this year, because it's been quite different, obviously, has been probably one of the most influential years of my life. And so it sounds corny, but it what coronavirus did is it caused a lot of deep introspection, I guess, onto what I want out of life and the connections that I want to have and what I want to do. So the most, I guess, um, biggest lesson that I've experienced probably was um, to establish deep and meaningful relationships with the people around you. Because I guess in the past, I used to have a lot of acquaintances, but not a lot of close friends. And this year, because of social distancing and because of the introspection that I've done, I've managed to sort of just have like a tight niche of friends that I could, I know I can always rely on and that I can always like have for, that go for me. Yeah, great. And it's a great in, um, introspect in itself and what you're sharing because a lot of people obviously limited with the not going wide with many social gatherings. You have to be limited and, and choose who you want around you. You start to see, and again, in, in vice versa, you start to see who's there for you, who reaches out to you, who asks how you're going and whether that's work, you know, family and professionally, professionally work and uh, personally, you start to see that perspective. So um, really good insights. Last question. Finish this sentence. When I leave a room, I would like people to... To be driven, um, I like I like people who have a drive to do their goals and really pursue what they want to do because I find 
that if I'm around people like that, I get quite energized because I can relate to them, I guess. Like if someone has a vision or a goal that they, they want to achieve in the future and I can sort of help them or maybe be along them, with them for that journey, um, I think that it's a great relationship to have. So if I could inspire a room of people to do that, um, I think that it would make me quite happy because they're the kind of people that I would like to be around. Oh, well done, mate. Well done. It's an inspiration to have you on the show and thank you for sharing. Nick, um, good luck with all your studies. Thank you so much, Phil. Thanks for having me again. Anytime. You've been listening to Phil DeBella and this is Flashcast by PDB. Until next time, go and be the best you can be. 